Well, welcome to your Sunday Psychics. I'm your not host, Garrett, and uh, Stephanie is going to be off tonight. She is meeting with friends, and uh, you know, when you're in Anchorage, Alaska, and you have people come visit you, it's you know kind of important that you take the time to go hang out with them. And Rebecca is trying to figure out her fancy headset that's going to allow her to call in and be a radio host tonight. So. Um, you got me. So I'm Garrett, and it's lovely to have you here. And ooh, here comes Rebecca. So uh, without further ado, your Sunday Psychic starring Rebecca Fisk. Rebecca, welcome to your show. Well, thank you, Garrett. Thank and I can't hear you, my dear. You're completely muffled. It's like you're underwater. And now we totally can't hear you. And still can't hear you. This is live radio, folks. Isn't this exciting? Ah. Yeah, Rebecca, whatever you're doing, it's not working, my dear. So um, just when while Rebecca's doing that, are you there? I'm here. There we go. Oh, my gosh. Now we have a winner of a show. Rebecca, how are you? Well, you know, I, I am entertained, actually. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, folks, this this really is a live show, first of all. And uh, so the technical stuff doesn't always go as smoothly as we hoped. Uh, I was going to use a fancy headset with really great sound quality this evening and uh, and ran into some technical difficulties on my end, obviously. So now I'm back to the, the old-fashioned uh, format that I usually use, and uh, this is working, so we'll just keep going with that. And uh, you know, so I, you got to have a sense of humor about it because um, if you get upset about it, it, it just changes the mood. And why, you know, it, it nothing's going to happen that's bad. It's just what it is. So, yeah. So, hi. How are you, Garrett? Thanks for being here. Well, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, if this is our first world problem that we have a headset issue in the first 30 seconds of the show, I think, I think we'll get through it. You know, I think so, too. And, and for, for some of the listeners who, do, who don't know, uh, Garrett and I started doing a show together. Garrett, I think it's been like 10 years it's ago. Our I think longer than that. anniversary. Like yeah. Yeah. So Remember how bad we, those old shows some... used to be? <laughs> and we thought we were just like all that in a bag of chips. But you know what? We had fun. We've always had we fun. We had a lot of fun. Oh, why, my God. That was the best. Which is, which is why we're still here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or here again, mm-hmm. I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, it's, uh, you just kind of learn to go with the flow. And um, one of the things that I always have a perspective about is, you know, I was a police and fire dispatcher. And, you know, it's like, well, is anybody going to die? Nope, nobody's going to die. We're having some technical difficulties. And uh, it's not that big a deal. And try to have a sense of humor about stuff that really isn't that important. So, uh Anyway, but yeah, happy anniversary. This is, uh, it's good. You know, I'm, I still love doing this and I'm super, super happy that you're still here doing this with me. Uh, and so grateful. So, well, it is really, a little bit really different grateful. since this is now a show that I just, I'm behind the scenes on most of the time and it's a pleasure to put it together for you. And, um, I, this is like, I've told you, and this is the honest truth. I love seven o'clock on Sunday nights with you and Stephanie. And it's my, one of my most favorite things that happens in my work week. So thanks for letting me be here in proper capacity. So anyway, it's a beautiful day here in Huntington beach. It's probably been about 75 to 78, which is 
um, nice weather for us, but it's been also a little humid. And that's the weather report from this section of the country, Rebecca. Well, and uh, I am not far from you, as you know, because I'm also in lovely, mild Southern California, knock on wood. I hope that we continue this. Uh, But I actually uh, had uh, my family reunion this weekend. And uh, the last couple of years, as you can imagine, it's been mostly a Zoom reunion. Um, This is my dad's family who uh, left Austria. Uh, You know, our, our, I guess it was really my, my great, I think it's my great, great grandmother on my father's side. Uh, And that part of the family left Europe because of Hitler. And, you know, basically my dad's family, cousins, aunts, uncles, everybody uh, kind of went to all over the world, basically. So now we have this yearly reunion. Most of us ended up in the States, but we have uh, cousins in other countries as well. And so it's actually been really nice being able to do it on Zoom because we can't always travel to where the reunion is being held. So now we all get to catch up anyway. And it's always interesting to see, you know, first of all, how the family is growing and what everybody's doing now and, um, and uh, getting to know them a little bit better. So uh, that, that's been kind of a fun thing this weekend. Normally, I'm camping with my mom's group. So, um, you know, so where I'm do you usually go well. camping? Uh, somewhere along the, the coast uh, are our preferred campsites. Um, there are, I'm trying to think, the last few years, uh, Crystal Cove has a beautiful campsite with really nice facilities. If, you, if you're into showers and really nice um, facilities, it's a really great place. Um, we have been to San Onofre. We've been to a couple of other places along the coast here. But we go someplace that, that's usually along the beach because we all like that. And, you know, the first time I went camping with this group, these are, these are ladies that I've now known for almost 15 years. So my, my kiddo was an infant, not a year old, when I met these women. And uh, so our kids have all grown up together, and we've all kind of weathered a whole bunch of different things together as well. But the first time I went camping, I will never forget arriving a little bit later than most of the others had. And dinner was waiting for me. The table was set. And basically just said, come on in. Are you hungry? Here's some food. Here's this. Here's that. Sit down. Make yourself comfy. I didn't have to do anything. And it was like being on a vacation, even though everybody pitches in. But, you know, for those of you who are moms out there, it's not uncommon for us moms to kind of have to do everything when it comes to cooking and cleaning and doing all that stuff. So to go on vacation and camp, even though we're kind of, quote, unquote, roughing it, because everybody pitches in, we all feel like we're on vacation, even though we're all doing a little bit of something. So. Uh, well, even if you if you if you sat back and and everybody else is doing everything else, you would have such a guilt trip, Rebecca. Anyway. Well, of course I would. Of course I would. But none of us do that because we all right. know what it feels like to do it all ourselves. And and um, yeah. So you know, August is this is always the time of the year that I'm either camping or we're we're doing the the family reunion thing. And um, it's just interesting to be doing this for a second year, and uh, we're all talking about how we hope next year it's different. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. We're all taking it a day at a time. All Yay. taking it a day at a time. Yeah, you know, there isn't anything else. The only moment we have is right now. We can make plans, and it's fun to have stuff to look forward to, and it's fun to reminisce about things that we love and, and great memories. And, uh, you know, but all we really have is right now. So. 
Well, at least we anyway. have the right now for the next 52 minutes. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right. Phew. So um, I'm guessing, because I didn't hear it, I'm guessing that you let everybody know that uh, Stephanie is not joining us tonight. Um, she is, I, I basically just said she's on vacation, which is pretty accurate that, you know, she's, uh, she's got a guest in from out of town, and, and so it just didn't quite work out for her to join us this evening. Um, but we're going to do an hour show. We'll have our meditation in just a little bit. Um, Garrett, did you do anything fun this weekend aside from, I know you work all the time. God bless well, you. Yeah. So every, so I technically work seven days a week. So I have my regular job, which is Friday to Tuesday. And that if you count on your fingers, that's really five days. And then I have a part-time job on Wednesday because, you know, having two whole days off would just be crazy. What are you going to do with that? And so on my day, day <laughs> off, you know, so this week on my day, day off, I said, oh, I'm going to sleep in. It's going to be so heavenly. So I woke up promptly at 5 o'clock, and I'm like, what am I doing up this early, Rebecca? So I thought, well, you know, I'm up. I'm awake. I'll go make coffee. So while I'm waiting for my Mr. Coffee to percolate, because I'm fancy like that, I opened up one of my kitchen cabinets, and I said, this looks, this looks horrible. What if one of my Airbnb guests were to, you know, come and open up my cabinets? They'd think I've just, you know, I've become a hoarder. So I organized one cabinet, and that took me probably a whopping, you know, three minutes. And then after that, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm so completely done. And then I made the mistake of opening another. And I was like, well, I could, I could do that, too. The coffee's still not done. So I kind of organized the kitchen, and I cleaned up, you know, around the – so it's just one thing after the other. And so by 8 o'clock in the morning, I'd already gone to Sprouts to get vegetables, and then I found walnuts that were on sale for three ninety nine a pound. That's $4 off, Rebecca. I bought – everything they had prepackaged, stuck them in the freezer for my pumpkin bread later on this year, came home and was like, I am done for the day. So I'm sitting in my living room holding Eric, who is my five pound, 14 year old chihuahua. And his favorite thing is to make these little chirping sounds like a bird until I pick him up and then let him kind of fall asleep on my chest. It's the cutest thing ever. So I'm sitting in the living room in the purple chair, which I can't get rid of, donate, sell or otherwise. So this chair, I think, is my grandmother. I call her Violet, and it is a purple chair. So Eric is sitting there in my arm, sleeping. And this hummingbird comes swooping over to the patio window. And another bird, let's call it a bluebird for lack of, I have no idea, is perched up on the fence, just kind of staring in at the house. And I thought, well, this is just the weirdest thing. And I said, what do you guys want? And so the hummingbird flew up into the power line, is sitting over there. And then they stare down at my water fountain that I have outside. And they're like, well, that's not really going to be a good place for them to go, you know, bathe or dine. Cause I just put like a cap full of bleach to kind of help the, you know, get rid of the algae. And then the hummingbird does yeah. the strangest thing. It comes back over to the patio door and it's just like hovering there looking inside the house. I'm going, Eric, are you seeing this? Cause I'm saying this. So I immediately decide that I must get a bird feeder and I must get a hummingbird feeder and I must do it immediately. So I go to Amazon and I start looking at all the designs and I'm thinking, I can't wait for Amazon to deliver it because, you know, it takes Amazon forever to deliver anything. It might not show up until at least tomorrow. And so I got back in the car and I went to Home Depot and I bought a bird hummingbird feeder and a well, I was there. I was like, well, I'll get the bird feeder, too. And so I spent $80 on bird feeder supplies 
came home and put it up and I felt very accomplished. And then I was like, I am done for the day. So of course, then I started my second half of the day of doing nothing and went to the chiropractor grocery shopped, um, took a nap, did cool sculpting at home for my belly. And then I think I even worked out. So that was my day off this week. And so by about six o'clock I was done. Mm-hmm. That was my day off. Are you worn out? Wow. Well, you know, Dan, I, I know that you, you, you basically make the Energizer Bunny look like he's lazy. So I well, know that about you. <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, I hear, and I talk about this to the folks at work because they swear, they say, oh, my God, you're so busy. And it's like, I don't have kids. I have no idea how people with kids get through life. To me, that is just the biggest mystery ever because my dogs, I need to feed twice a day. I don't need to feed them three times a day. I don't need to help them with homework. I don't have to take them to soccer practice. I don't have to change poopy diet. I don't have to do any of that. It's people with kids. And then the people with kids who also go to school, whether it's online or otherwise. And then people who go to school and have book club or go to the gym or whatever. Those people I work with every day and their lives sound exhausting. So I cannot even fathom living a day in their life because I think my life is very tame. Now, my life is busy, but to me, it's very tame by comparison, and I would not trade them for the world. So that's just kind of, you know, that's where we're at. No, I get it. I get it. There is a... There's something to be said for having fur babies versus human babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are pros and cons for everything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I did want to tell you that I think that hummingbird was spooky. Um, I'll take that because I've, I've been – okay, so I had a dog named Sookie for a long time, and she passed away unexpectedly probably like three or four years ago. And I've been having a lot of dreams lately where Sookie, my little four-pound chihuahua, has been coming back and – being part of my dreams and it's just been the the nicest thing and I'll wake up and go like oh that was so sweet of her to come say hi to me like that mm-hmm. well that's what I, I think that she wanted to get your attention more so she's been a screensaver on my computer for on my iPad so she's with me all the time and so I talked to her oh Suki look how cute you are so yeah. yeah well apparently she wanted more interaction with you and wants you to, she wants you to know she's there she just really wants you to know that's that's so, my impression so can i tell you something that was really weird that also happened this last week so I've, I've been having weird dreams and we can skip the dream where i was living at jamie fox's house up in in hollywood and tom cruise and i became best friends and went out for drinks and i offered to pay for the bill because none of that would have ever happened <laughs> um, well, so we'll skip that one you never know you never know <laughs> you never it was know very lifelike yes um, but I had this dream where in, in this, the dream, my dad passed away this summer and he came to me in the dream. And I just all I remember him saying in the dream was like, wow, the time where I'm at right now is just completely different than the time it was back on Earth. And that was the whole message that he had to me. But he was like, you know, just checking in to say, like, hi, how are you doing? But boy, this time thing is really different here. And I, I got such a kick out of that. Yeah, I well, you know, and my impression from that immediately is that he wants that's his way of telling you that he understands you better now than he did when he was alive. Because Well, I think he how he you, understood me pretty good. But outside of you, I think he's the other one. Well, except <laughs> <laughs> I just want to acknowledge that there's still ways that you perceive the world that were different than how he did and 
he was always understanding and supportive no matter what because he, he, you know, in a lot of ways you were kind of his hero. Oh, uh, that's sweet. Thank you. But no, it's true. It's, it's, you know, and he's like, well, I can't say that because he's my kid. But, you know, he really did feel like he was privileged to be your dad. Um, and so the whole thing with the time being different is, you know, he kind of gets a little bit more about understanding your spirituality and your approach to things. Uh, you know, again, he was always supportive, but he didn't really get it. And so my impression is that that's why he said it the way that he said it, is he wants you to know he understands better now, mm. um, that it really is okay. kind of this interesting um, perception of time when it's not on the physical plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that there is enough time that you'll get to do everything you want, that you will have everything you want. There's a, there is a, um, a recognition of that as well. From him. Well, uh, I told you recently I've started reading that book by Deepak Chopra, Quantum Healing, and I'm just uh-huh. now getting to the point, you know, it's kind of like when you go to school and you're like, I want to I want to start off doing trigonometry. Well, you have to go through arithmetic and division and then long division and out. you need to go through all that to get to the point where you can do trigonometry. So I'm starting mm-hmm. to read the quantum healing book and I'm like, just take me to the trigonometry. And of course, it doesn't work like that. So I, I'm, mm-hmm. and of course, I'm just scratching the surface. But I've gotten to the point where now they're starting to get into what I call the good stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, now we're now we're going to get into it. So the the space time continuum and all of that, I just find absolutely fascinating. And so the timing of that with his um, visit in the dream, I thought, okay, that that would be something I can't wait to tell Rebecca. Yeah, no, I'm glad you did, and it really is cool stuff. Um, you know, in a, in a really simplistic way to, to look at the time stuff is to remember how kids perceive time. Because if you mm-hmm. tell a, a young child they have five minutes, to them it feels like they have an hour. Mm-hmm. And for us it's like, yeah, you know, if I sneeze, the five minutes is going to be up. So yeah. we have the ability at all times to perceive the – to actually perceive time differently if we choose to. So if we're completely present, we will have a different experience of it um, than if we're feeling rushed and we're in a hurry and we're thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to run out of time. We, we have to be careful about what we tell ourselves because if, oh, I'm going to be late or I'm running out of time, we can actually set ourselves up to perceive time as if we don't have enough versus mm-hmm. it's okay. There is enough time. We are going to get everything done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I kind of try to pay attention to that myself because sometimes I'll get in the shower and I think, okay, I've got 20 minutes and I need to do this and this and this. And then I go and I get in the shower and I try to do my own homework. I try to take my own advice and be present and feel the water and smell the smells and hear the sounds and do all of that. Um, and, you know, basically when I, when I do that, when I come back into the present, I feel like I have so much time. And I'll get out of the shower and get dressed, and it's like, no, the 20 minutes was plenty of time. And I'll go, oh, yeah, I got a few minutes to spare, even though mm-hmm. it, it feels like I was in there for a long time. So um, I love that you're studying the Deepak Chopra stuff because I, I love how he explains things. Uh, it's, it, it, it's just delightful stuff to me. So he's one of the first people that I started reading way back when. Back in the uh, day. When I was – Way back in the day, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that at some point. Cause, uh, Maybe we'll do I, a I show on it or something. We could definitely do that. We could definitely yeah. do that. Um, in fact, I was talking to my cousins today 
And, you know, they were asking me more about mysticism and how, how mm-hmm. you know, I perceive life and spirituality and all this stuff. And it was very interesting because the one cousin is a Unitarian minister, and he said, yeah, I'm doing a talk on mysticism this coming weekend. He said, I would love to know your take about blah, 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 blah. So we had a really nice, interesting conversation. And one of the things that came up is one of the things about quantum physics, and that is... If you take a single cell of anything on the planet and you magnify it enough times, you will find that there's more space than matter. So if you take a single cell of human tissue and you magnify it and magnify it and magnify it and magnify it, you'll actually find that there's nothing connected to it. It's more space than matter. And so at that energetic level, it's an agreement that our cells will present themselves in a way that we are perceived as our body and as these different components that do these different functions. And so there is this discussion about how, you know, this whole theory of relativity and that everything is in an agreement for for things to be the way that they are and the way that we perceive them, but that at the end of the day, everything is much more space than actually matter. So mm-hmm. I find all of that very fascinating. And uh, so, yeah, you'll have to let me know. <laughs> and we'll talk more about that because it, it, yeah, cool. it, it makes me smile. Yeah, it's very fun. Well, it's about 7.20, oh, and we haven't yes. even plugged your website yet. And then I know you want to do a meditation and take some calls. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's get to that then. Um, so if you would like to schedule a private session with me, uh, my website is RebeccaFisk.com. And uh, when you reach out, just let me know that you came in as a listener of the show uh, because you will get a discount for being a loyal listener of the show. So uh, there is that. And then I know Stephanie's not here tonight, but her website is journeywithstephanie.com. And um, I will be actually traveling back up to the Bay Area at some point for those of you in the Bay Area. Uh, I still have the office in the Bay Area. Obviously, I haven't been there since February of 2020, um, but before too terribly long, I will start traveling back up to the Bay Area and seeing clients there. Uh, so if you're interested in a private session, you can schedule with me, and also remember that Stephanie and I also do sessions together, if you prefer that, uh, and then I also do group, group readings as well. So, um, okay, I think let's go ahead and get to our meditation, and we're going to do a really quick one, folks, so that we can get to our calls. Um, and this is a super, super simple uh, meditation. Um, it's a three-breath one. I, we did this before, and uh, we'll do it again this evening. And I'll go ahead and bring the colors in again as well, uh, partly because it's a reminder that even if we're just focusing on a different color, that each color has their own vibrational frequency as well. That's why, you know, if you walk into a room and it's painted a certain color, you might walk into the room and just go, oh, my gosh, it's so relaxing in here, versus you walk into a room that's a different color and it's like, whoa, this is like there's a lot of stuff going on in here. And it's just the paint color that's different. So one of the things, if you're somebody who's wanting to pay attention to energy and your intuition, start paying attention when you walk into a new place, 
Pay attention to how your gut feels when you walk into the room. And then look at the colors in the room and the paint color and start paying attention to that because what that will do is it will help you develop, develop your intuition, which I know sounds kind of silly, but the more awareness you have in the present, the more intuitive information becomes accessible to you. So it's just the mindfulness thing. Um, and then one other very quick thing, a reminder about meditation is for two reasons. It's for mindlessness and it's for mindfulness. So the mindlessness is that the intention behind meditation is to stop the chatter. So we want, we want to become mindless. And then the mindfulness is to become full in the present moment. So it sounds like, you know, how do we do both of those things? But that is what meditation does. Um, some people do better with a moving meditation like yoga. Remember, yoga is about the breath. Um, there are, there's Tai Chi Chuan, there's Tai Chi Cha. There are different things that you can do as far as a moving meditation if it's hard for you to just sit still in a lotus position. I do better with moving meditations. You can even do it when you're walking and just get into a rhythm and paying attention, you know, counting the steps if you like, being aware of the flowers that you're seeing and the things that are in your environment, um, the sounds that you're he hearing. It really is about being present in the moment. Okay, so developing your intuition is really about being present in the moment. Okay, so we're going to start with our three breaths, and we're going to be doing three different colors. The first color is the golden light of compassion and unconditional love. The second color is white. It's the color of Christ consciousness and protection. And the third color is pink, like rose quartz, and it's love for yourself and others. We're going to breathe in through the nose, and we're going to breathe out through the mouth. And as we breathe in, we're going to visualize a shower of each color coming down from above our heads and forming this beautiful cocoon that is impenetrable. So this positive, loving, gentle, compassionate energy can come in. And then when we exhale, we are releasing toxicity, negativity, tension, anxiety, anything that your body does not need to carry, okay? So we're going to do the three breaths, and I will talk you through each one. And so if you feel comfortable doing so, sit up straight with your feet flat on the floor and close your eyes. And we're going to take in our first breath through our nose, visualizing that golden light of compassion and unconditional love. Breathe in. Again, visualizing this beautiful cocoon of light being formed completely around the body. And exhale. Pushing tension out the bottom of the feet. And now we're going to take in our second breath through our nose, the white light of Christ consciousness and protection. Breathe in. Again, forming that beautiful white cocoon. And exhale. Releasing tension through the bottom of the feet. And one more deep breath in through the nose, 
colored pink of rose quartz, love for yourself and others. Breathe in. Again, imagining that beautiful shower of pink light spilling down around you and forming this beautiful cocoon. And exhale. Releasing any remaining tension, anxiety, nervousness, anything you no longer need. And now we're going to just resume our normal breathing through our nose, out the mouth. Just watching the breath, continuing to relax as we watch that breath go all the way in to the center of our body. Feeling that relaxing energy. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Shake out your arms and your hands and your legs and your feet and come back to center. And just so you know, if at any point, any time during any day, you start to notice that you're feeling anxious, just take some deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. When we get stressed or we feel anxious or we're dealing with something unpleasant, we tend to stop our breathing or go into a shallow breathing. So the intention of actually taking breath will relax us automatically. So you can always bring yourself back to center with that. Okay, Garrett, how you doing? Good. And it, honestly, I've been doing your breathing technique several times this week whenever I feel myself just like not breathing deeply. And I'll be like, okay, do the three breaths, hold, you know, hold, as deep as you can, hold it for seven seconds and then let it out for seven seconds. And I do that a couple of times a day. And I'm telling you, just like you said, you know, you must be psychic, Rebecca, but it just gives <laughs> you such a feeling of relaxation. And like you've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months, a reset. And I'm grateful to you for that. Anyway, we've got a bunch of callers tonight. You ready for some calls? I am ready for some calls. Okay, so for everybody I've already screened, we're going to get you on the show. For everybody who has not been screened yet, when I bring Maribel on first, who's going to be calling about love, I'm going to go on the back channel here, and if you've raised your hand on your telephone, I'll screen your call and we'll get you on the show. We're looking for first name and the topic only. Don't need the life story. You get to talk to Rebecca for that. So again, our first caller is Maribel calling about love. Maribel, welcome to your Sunday Psychics. You are live. Go ahead, please. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Hi, Maribel, you're so welcome. How can I help tonight? So basically, I wanted a reading on love and new love at that. Okay, so are you seeing anybody right now? Uh, not right now. I I am, like, talking to people online, but nothing very, like, concrete. Okay, all right, so first of all, let me just, I just want to say, take a deep breath. <laughs> 
Because my initial impression from you is like, I really want this, but I'm not really sure what to do, and I'm going to hold my breath because I'm kind of scared. <laughs> and it's not that you're nervous about being on the show. It's that I, I get that you really want to have somebody come into your life. And so you're trying to stay detached, which is great, and you're trying to just kind of like almost interview them, which is also great. Um, but, but what I want to say to you, first of all, is you have to know that you're worthy of receiving the kind of love that you want. It's really, really important. Anybody who is calling about love or is looking for a relationship, you have to be your own best partner first. You are a lovely, lovely person. And, you know, my impression from you right off the bat is that you're a giver. Um, you've had relationships where you got really disappointed and now you're, there's a part of you that's really nervous about even putting yourself out there, but you really want to have a partnership. And, and so it's like, okay, I know I'm supposed to kind of wait and see if they come to me, but I also want to give, and I don't really know how to do this. So, <laughs> so always take a breath first, okay? okay? And, you know, I'm a really great advocate for homework. If you haven't written a list about what you want in your perfect partner, I, I'm going to give you homework to do that. And the way that you do that is you spend a few minutes daydreaming about what it's like to be with this person. What does it feel like? How does this person treat you? What are the types of qualities that they have? And then when you have a really good feeling and you're smiling because you're like, oh, my gosh, this would be so amazing. This person does this and they do that and they do this. And I feel this way when I am with them. When you have connected with all of that, then I want you to start stream of consciousness writing. And I always suggest that people write for at least 20 minutes. You're going to have things that come up that have nothing to do with that. You know, like you're writing and writing, and it's like, oh, I have to go to the post office and get some stamps. Write it and keep going. The reason that happens is our ego wants to get in there and disrupt our process. Our dreams live in our subconscious. When we do stream of consciousness writing, we are giving ourselves permission to go into that place within ourselves where our dreams live. Okay, and the ego goes, oh, that's not comfortable. I don't really want to do that, which is why you get that, oh, you got to go buy postage stamps or you need to go to the grocery store. So the thing is, if you write those things down and keep going, you get back to that stream of consciousness writing, and that's what we want. And so you write for the 20 minutes, keep going until the timer goes off. You might even want to write more. And anything that you've written in a negative statement, change it into a positive statement. So like if you wrote, I want someone who doesn't smoke, you write it in the present moment as if it's now, and you write it in a positive statement. So it would read, he's a non-smoker. Okay? And you do that with every statement. You're putting this on a new sheet of paper, right, or however you want to do this. I always tell people, please write this by hand. It does something different with your brain and your, you know, your mind-body-spirit connection when you handwrite it. Okay? There's a different connection that happens when you do it by hand. So you're going to put everything on the new sheet of paper. And I tell people, be as detailed as possible. I joke around, you know, that when I, I met my now ex-husband, I'd had a list put away for like three years. And three months after I started dating him, I found my list. And it was two columns front and back on a legal-sized piece of paper. And I thought that was a long list. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's everything on my list. Now what do I do? Because we're not used to getting what we want. And, you know, mm -hmm. he's a really great guy. There was a lot of stuff missing on that list. <laughs> we're great <laughs> friends now that we're not married. We get along great. But as a married couple, it didn't work. And it's because I wasn't specific enough. You want to put things on there like lifestyle compatibilities and values and, you know, all of that. You want to be really specific. 
And then after you've got that list, you know, read through it, and it should feel like, wow, I can't wait to meet this person. If it doesn't feel that way, ask yourself, what do I need to add to this list? And then add it and then put it away and get it back out again in two or three weeks and look at it again and then, again, read it. It should feel empowering and exciting. And if it doesn't, ask if there's anything else you need to add to it. And then put it away and let it go. But then when you go back to the people that you're talking to, this is super, super important. If you know that they are not the guy or the girl because they don't match up with something on your list, you have to be willing to say no thank you so that the right person can show up. And it's not easy because there are people that you'll meet that go, oh, my gosh, but I really like this person. I really like him. There was a guy that I was dating a year ago, super great guy, had a lot in common. We had fun together, really, really liked the guy a lot. Dated him for like five months, and it was like, look, I really like you, and we get along great as friends, but I'm not falling in love. Nothing wrong with him, but he wasn't the guy. And we're still friends. We still hang out. <laughs> but I had, to be, I had to be willing to say no because I know he's not the guy that I want to be in a long-term relationship with, in a romantic relationship with. So when you find that the people you're talking to are not lining up with your values or the things that are on your list, let them go. There is limitless abundance in the universe. And there are literally billions of people in your demographic, okay, billions of people. So you get to focus on loving you, holding that space of self-love, treating yourself the way you want to be treated, and also being your own best friend and best partner first. Because the reality is, in addition to all of this, you are the person you will spend the rest of your life with, no matter what. And you have to love you. The more that you are living in that vibrational frequency of being in love with yourself and your life, the more you will attract those people who are vibrating at that frequency as well. Because we're all like magnets. We attract what we are. We attract what we, what we need for our highest good and what we want for our highest good. So all of that being said, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually hearing February for you. I'm hearing February. So, you know, my impression is go write your list. Start looking at places in your own life where you feel like maybe you're not loving yourself enough and start loving yourself more. If there's anything about you that you're not saying, oh, my gosh, I love you, then start doing that. Start coming into this place where you're really loving you and being in love with yourself and your life. And that person is going to show up. My impression is, when you meet this person, you, you know, it's almost like, okay, no, not that person. No, not that person. No, not that person. <sighs> this is getting really old. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. This other guy got out of the way and, oh, there you are. And it's going to be almost an instant thing is my impression. It'll, both of you will be like, oh, there you are. And you'll start talking. It's like, really? You too? Me too? Oh, my gosh, really? And it'll start like that, and that'll be it. So for you, it's going to happen very quickly. Like I said, I'm hearing probably February. And that once the two of you meet, it will be like, I haven't known my life without this person. So it is coming. It's just you being willing to embrace the fact that you get to have what you want in your life. You get to have the partner that you want and loving yourself mm-hmm. enough to wait and, and hold the space for that. But it, it is coming. And, you know, this other stuff, the, the wounds that you have from previous relationships, 
um, you know, you have to let all that go. Go into this place of, of forgiveness now. Because every single person that's been in our lives has taught us something that we needed to know about ourselves. So there's a lot of beauty in that. And this, this person is going to be so excited to meet you finally. They're going to be like, oh, my gosh, where have you been? I've been looking for you. I knew somebody like you existed. I just didn't know where you were. So you're going to have to call me back because a lot of times when I say this to somebody, they'll call me later and go, oh, my gosh, you said this and they said it. So I'm, I'm just saying you have, to, you have to call back in and let us know. Okay? Okay. I will. Thank so you it's so coming. much. And, and, and have some fun every day. Okay? Okay. Thanks so much for the call. Thank you so much. And we're going to jump to our next caller. It's going to be Anna. And Anna's calling about grief tonight. Anna, welcome to the show. You're live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca Fisk. Hi, Rebecca. Um, Hi, Anna. I lost lost my dog seven weeks ago, and every weekend is a bit difficult for me. I'm just wondering, like, what what, is this going to stop? Like, how long this grieving is going to take for me? Because okay. I don't think my dog is going to come back to me in another form or shape. But okay, so I don't, for, you know, what, I want to what, stay, I want to stay connected, but it's very painful. Of course, <sighs> of course. So what is, what was your dog's name? Bodie. I'm sorry, Bodie with a B? Yes. Okay. Aww. Okay, well, first of all, Bodie's around you all the time. Bodhi's like laying at your feet all the time, just so you know. So if you feel like, oh, my gosh, I think I saw something out of the corner of my eye, it, it's Bodhi. So Bodhi's not going anywhere and, and wants to comfort you but knows, you know, they can't. Um, so, you know, that's the first thing. Um, it, so grief is a very, very personal experience. And, you know, my impression is that for you, you know, it is, it's one step at a time. Let yourself be sad. Um, one of the things is, you know, we're kind of conditioned. We're, we're not um, – we in this country don't support the grieving process. We're just not good at it. There are a lot of other countries that actually expect people to grieve. And we kind of say, oh, just get over it. It's like, no, we're not going to get over it. You have to get through it. You have to allow yourself to grieve. So one of the things that I always suggest to people is – you know, if you have a job that you have to go to and you have people that you need to see and you have kind of a normal routine, stick to your normal routine as much as you can, but give yourself some time every day to grieve. And so the thing is, we want to allow ourselves to be in it and move through it, but we don't want to live there. Because what can happen is, you know, if we, if we say, well, I'm just going to wallow in this however long I need to, and avoid the other things, the self-care and the other things that need to happen, um, what happens is sometimes we can get a little bit stuck there. And I know that you're more pragmatic than that. You're trying to allow yourself to process while trying to stay positive. But, but at the same time, you know, let's face it, you're, you're brokenhearted. So, you know, there is a hole there that, you know, I just want to acknowledge that, that it, it you know, and, and I, you know, my heart goes out to you. So as far as the process, you know, my impression is that it probably will take a, a while longer. I don't want to put a specific time on it because, you know, the thing is I can tell you the energy around it right now based on the path that you are on, but you can change it. And that's the piece I need you to hold on to because I'll go ahead and tell you what's coming up. But I want you to hold on to and remember and know that you can change this. We always have free will. Whenever I do a reading for anybody, 
it's this is the energy around you so far based on the decisions you've made to this moment. We can hang up and you can change your mind moving forward. Okay? So in this very moment, my impression is that the, the grieving for you will probably, you know, the, you'll have bits and pieces of this grieving process through the end of the year. I'm here in December. And part of that reason is because, oh, my gosh, I'm having this first without Bodhi, and I'm having this other first without Bodhi. But my impression is that you will come into more acceptance as you allow yourself to go through it. So let yourself cry when you feel like crying. If you're trying to work and trying to do these other things, try to limit it to maybe, you know, I would say 45 minutes to an hour a day. Um, so that, and, and the other piece of this is knowing that tomorrow you're going to give yourself time to grieve again. Okay, so there's that balance of being able to, to continue functioning in your life, but also allowing yourself to deal with the heartbreak that you're feeling right now. Um, as far as whether or not Bodhi's going to come back as another uh, animal, I actually get that, you know, Bodhi is much more uh, enthralled, and I'm going to use that word, uh, with the idea of being your spirit guide now. And that I, I concur with you that I, I don't see Bodhi coming back as another, uh, you know, physical pet. Uh, but rather kind of like a, a guardian angel energy for you. And um, there's, it's so funny because I get a little bit of arrogance about that. No, I'm going to be a guardian angel now. I'm not coming back as a physical form. Somebody else can do that. But, but there's a lot of pride about being able to take care of you in a new way that's actually more expansive than being limited in a physical body. So Bodhi's around you all the time. Uh, feels all of your moods, I mean, literally follows you from room to room, lays down at your feet wherever you are, and will continue to do that. And is waiting for you to, to you know, kind of supporting you through this grieving process, but it's kind of waiting for you to, to be a little bit more upbeat. And then you may see some, some funny things happening where you'll be thinking, oh, my gosh, Bodhi would have loved that. Well, it is Bodhi. So, um, you know, I just want to say that there's a very joyful energy here in this love that Bodhi has for you, and that love is still there. There we go. Thank you, so, Anna. We're going to jump to our next yeah, caller, thank Rebecca. You, Anna. And yeah. our next caller is Christy, and Christy's calling about family tonight. Christy, welcome to show your live with your Sunday psychic, Rebecca Fisk. Go ahead, please. Hi, Rebecca. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, uh, my daughter's pregnant, and I'm going to be a grandma like in six weeks, and I'm real thrilled, and we do know it's a boy. So I'm just um, asking about family in the future and uh, okay. How well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So my, my, my first impression is that this little one is, is, um, has a very great sense of humor, likes to play jokes, will be laughing a lot, laughing and giggling. And you will find the sense of humor in this kid really, really quickly. So, you know, I mean, it's, um, it'll be obvious as soon as, as soon as the, the expressions on the face are discernible and that they're not gaps. <laughs> Um, you'll be able to tell that this, this, this little one is super smart, great sense of humor, uh, and, um, and it's just a very, very joyful, a very joyful time. Um, okay, and so, and, and it's your daughter who's pregnant, is that, did I hear that correctly? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what is her first name? Jackie. Jackie, okay. Um, so, one of the things that I want to, to give you a heads up about is that, um, you know, Jackie maybe more tired than she's going to let on. So this is after the baby's born. 
And okay. so whatever you can do to support her, she may get mm-hmm. a little bit moody, which is not unusual, but it's because she's mm-hmm. tired. And so if you, if you just say, hey, why don't you let me do this or let me do that, you go get some rest, um, she may be a little resistant to that, but she will welcome it. So okay. as long as you're doing some things for her that would be normal stuff, like making some food or doing some laundry, not the baby caretaking, because she wants to be able to do that. She wants to feel competent as a mom. Mm-hmm. And if you start saying, well, let me do this with a baby or let me do that, she'll feel like she you're, you're, she'll feel like you're judging her and like she's not good enough at it. So she oh, lets okay. her do the mom stuff. But if you take on some of the other stuff, it will really help her. And if you, okay. if you offer without her asking, then that will make her feel good. So she's, okay. she likes being independent and self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. So it's very Mm -hmm. important that you ask her in the right way. Let me make dinner. Let me do the dishes. Let me do some laundry. You go hang out with the baby. You guys need to bond. You're doing a great job as a mom. You know, so that Mm -hmm. will help her feel like, oh, my gosh, my mom is confident in my abilities. And then that will open it up for her to actually ask you for help for things she feels she needs help with. So um, this is kind of what I get as as the best way that you can provide some support. But you guys are going to have a blast, and this kiddo is is, really great (laughs) humor. So, so you know, keep us posted. But, yeah, congratulations okay. again. Thank, Thank you, Christy. Thank you for your insight. Thank you. Thanks, Garrett. There You're so welcome. You betcha. Have a great night. And our next call is Dion, and Dion is calling about love. Dion, you're welcome um, with your Sunday Psychics. Rebecca Fitz, go ahead, please. Thank you for taking my call. You're so welcome. How can I help tonight? Well, I do. I really haven't asked it about romance or like a love connection in a long time because I'm not dating anybody, and I'm okay with that, really. But I, I get it. I, <laughs> I mean, no, I, so being, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. So I mean, I get it. It's kind of like, do I really want the hassle? <laughs> Um, you know, so it's like you like the rewards, but it's always, it's, a, it's work. And, and, you know, you're, you know who you are. You're happy with yourself. Um, you like the idea of relationship. You like interacting with somebody at the relationship level, but it brings with it a host of other challenges and, and, you know, an investment of energy. And there's a part of you that just really isn't sure you want to do that right now. I totally get it. So, you know, it's interesting because, my impression is you have a few things on your bucket list that you want to get done, and I'm hearing you want to try to do those within the next year or so. Um, so what I'm hearing right now, as far as the choices you've made so far, I'm hearing relationship at the end of next year into the beginning of 2023, because there are some other things that you want to get done, and basically, you know, your energy around it is like there's no time like the present. So there's some things you may be doing, like saving some money. I mean, it could be like, I don't know if it's like a remodel or buying a property, but there's some kind of big projects that you would like to get done. And so my impression is that you want to invest your time and energy and resources into that first. And then after that, if somebody shows up, great. But, but that's my impression, that you have a different priority list right now. And the relationship piece isn't the priority. It's these other things that you'd like to get done. And then the relationship will come after. So, you know, I'm hearing either towards the end of next year or beginning of 2023 for you in terms of relationships. So, um, yeah, and, and, and I love how, oh, you know, you're just very self-assured. You know exactly who you are and you know exactly what you want. <laughs> so it's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you, Thanks Dion. Thanks for confirming 
Thank you. You bet. Have a great night. And we're going to shift gears here and go to Sandra, who's calling about work. Sandra, you're live with your Sunday Psychics, Rebecca Fisk. Go ahead, please. Hi. Thank you so much for taking the call. Um, as I stated, my name is Sandra, and I'm calling regarding my work. Um, not really, uh, really don't like the position. and praying for something new to come really soon. have a very difficult okay. management. Yes. Um, and I have okay. a meeting with her tomorrow morning. Okay. What is her first name? Her first name is Jennifer, but she goes by Jenna. Okay. All right. So here's the first thing. I get that you're kind of just biding your time. You go in, you do the work, you're getting it done, you do a good job because that's who you are, but there's nothing for you. Right now, it's just it's an energy exchange. You put the time in, you get the paycheck, and that's all it is for you right now. Um, and mm-hmm. I feel like... Um, you know, this is kind of, I want to say that there's an energy that this has kind of been heading in this direction since about 2019, end of 2019. Um, and, you know, but you're kind of just trying to hang in there for right now until we see what's happening after the pandemic. I mean, that's, that's my impression is you're kind of like, well, let me just kind of wait and see. Um, trying to hold yourself into this. Um, it's interesting because as far as changes, I do get the month of August. So the question is, are you going to intend to stay another year or do you want to try to change no, this now? No, and that's no, up to no, you. No, no. It's up to you. Okay. No, no. That's okay. No, I'm just no. telling you, that's the energy of this. So the mm-hmm. other thing that comes up is if you set the intention now, because, uh, again, August is, if you, I, I want to say that it's the energy of transformation around your job situation. So my impression is, if you get really clear about what you want to be doing and where you want to go and what you want this new position to look like, my impression is you could be doing something new before November. So it's up oh, to you, great. but it's, it's really about you setting the intention because right now there's, like, there's nothing left for you. And, you no. know, your, your supervisor is very interesting. She doesn't know. She thinks she knows more than she does, but she doesn't have any business <laughs> yeah. managing you. So she's, she's yeah. I, I call people like her baby souls because she's more in your ego than she is grounded in who she is. And yeah. you know the job much better than she does, and that's very frustrating for you because you always give 100% to everything that you do. It's the way you've always been. And so for you, it's almost like it, this is a waste of your time even though you're collecting the paycheck to be able to pay the bills. So I just want so to acknowledge meeting tomorrow? all of that. I'm sorry. I'm my sorry? meeting tomorrow morning? The meeting that I have with um, her tomorrow morning, so, that's what I was talking about. Is, is that going to go okay? Yeah. That's a- I, I, you know, I think that's going to go fine. It's, you know, it's really more about a listening and then allowing whatever it is she has to say and just acknowledging uh, whatever it is because okay. that's all she's looking okay. for. She's looking for an acknowledgement <laughs> that you view her as your boss. That's all she's looking for. Yeah. So yeah. it's, okay. it's just one of those, yes, you know, and, and so because one of the things is that when we have managers who have, who have egos who are baby souls, part of our job is to kind of feed their ego. This is very temporary for you. So you can go yeah. in and do that. Just go through the motions and, and again, mm. get really clear about what it is you want to be doing. Set the intention for you what where you want a new position to be, where you want to be working, how much money do you want to be making. You know, do the stream of consciousness visualization about what does my perfect day look like, where am I, what am I doing, how much money am I making, what kind of people am I working with, and then write it all down. Mm. I'm working with supportive, cooperative, collaborative people who share a vision for the company. Um, they're all respectful. They're all cooperative. I make X amount of dollars, mm. I work this many days, um, you know, write it all down because what you're doing is you're placing your order with the universe. So get really Thank specific. You. 
okay? And you've got this. And like I said, you know, go in and just kind of appease her tomorrow, but really start getting focused on where you want to be. Get really clear on that intention and then start going for that. And like I said, my impression is, you know, you may be someplace else by October before November, okay? Thank you. Good so luck, Sandra. Much. I appreciate you're that. You're so welcome. Thank you. Yeah, have, keep us posted. Have a great meeting tomorrow and just keep saying, yes, you're the best yeah. boss ever, ever. <laughs> That's okay. right. <laughs> yeah, best That's boss right. ever. Okay, so our next caller is Camille, and Camille is calling about love. Camille, you're live with your Sunday psychic, Rebecca Fisk. Go ahead, please. Oh, yes. Hi. Um, I'm just calling to find out what is next for me with Mason. Okay. All right. Mason. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, you know, Mason is a really sweet soul. Um, he likes to do things in his own timing, and you're kind of like, look, could you just get to it already? <laughs> So yep. because you are somebody, you walk in the room, you can size everybody up in half a second, and you know exactly what you want to do and where you want to go, and it's already, the decision's already made. So the, the difficulty for you is that Mason is very thoughtful, very kind, very sweet, but he moves much more slowly than you do. So the, the, the key with him is patience. He does love you. He does want to be with you. Uh, the, the question is whether or not you can be patient enough to let him go at the pace that he needs to go at. And, and so really for you, having hobbies or doing things that take your time and energy and keep them focused on you and your own life and the things you want to do for you, that's really, really important. Because remember, our partnerships are only one component. I know that you're really good at this and you're very independent. I know that. But I'm giving you the reminder because that's what's going to keep you from going crazy about the fact that Mason doesn't move very quickly. So you have to come into this place of peace with knowing that he comes to the really good decisions in the right way and for the right reasons, but just in a different timing than you do. So patience is the name of the game. But I, I, he's a really sweet guy. I really like him. You did. Cool. Thanks, Camille. And he's a typical straight guy, so what do you expect, you know? There we go. Okay, I didn't say that. Okay. Our next and last I caller is... I heard nothing. It's Jennifer, welcome to the show. You're live with your Sunday psychic, Rebecca Fisk. Thanks for being our last caller. Go ahead, please. Oh, hi, Rebecca. Uh, thank you for taking my Jennifer. call. You're welcome. I, How can I help you tonight? <laughs> I wanted to know what is going on in my love life for the future. I have just been put through the ringer over and over, and I'm just kind of tired of dating, and I want to know, am I even going to have luck in that department anymore? Okay, you will. You will definitely. Um, so so here's the thing, and 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 – you know, we are all kind of being called to, uh, to change the way we do things. We can't keep doing things the way that we've always done them. We have to do them differently. And so okay. what I want to say is, you know, as I was um, talking earlier to Maribel about how, you know, we become magnets. So whatever energy we're vibrating in, whatever that frequency is, we attract the same kind of frequency. So if there's a part of you that doesn't feel worthy or doesn't feel good enough or um, has accepted less than what we really want, until we make a conscious decision and a clear intention to do it differently, we will continue to repeat the same patterns. So it's really important that you get really clear and focus on the kind of partnership that you want. What is that person like? You know, I talked earlier about writing the list about what the qualities are and all of that stuff. But also the, the, the big key here is for you to know that you're worth having what you want and to start treating yourself the way that you want to be treated. You know, my impression of you is that 
you tend to overgive, and, and it's, it's in a very loving, kind way. But, like, if your friends need something, you'll go out of your way to do whatever it is they need, even if you're exhausted, which is a beautiful way to show that you love them. But if it's detrimental to your own health, and, like, let's say, okay, I went in and I did that, now I'm not going to get enough sleep tonight, and I'm going to be really tired tomorrow, it's too much. You have to pull back and save some of that energy for yourself. You have to put your own oxygen mask first on first and that's always it's not just in case of emergency so really what this is about for you jennifer is it's about coming to a place where you love you and you make decisions from inside yourself about what's going to feel good to you before you're making considerations of other people and when you're able and willing to do that you're going to see the quality of the people showing up for you is very different because you're choosing remember that they are auditioning as to whether or not they're the right partner for you. It isn't just, oh, my gosh, I hope he likes me. It's like, wait a minute, do I like that person? Are they showing up the way that I want them to and in relationship the way that I want to be in relationship? So it really is about self-love. You know, my impression is I'm hearing within the next year or so you will probably be in a committed relationship, potentially marriage within 18 months or so if you choose to have that. But it's up to you, and again, it's, we've got free will. You can change the timeline on all of this. But it's really about you coming back to that place of knowing you're worth it, you're lovable, you're enough, and you are worthy of having everything that you want. You get to have it if you choose it. Okay. Well, thank you. Okay. You are so welcome. Thank you for the call tonight. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. Have a good night. And for all the people who called in and got onto the show, I'm going to remind you to please go back and listen to the replay or download the show on Apple iTunes. You can find us in the rated LGBT category. And the reason we want you to go back and listen is to listen to what Rebecca said during your reading. Uh, A lot of times when you're in the show and in the moment, you hear bits and pieces, but not the real message. So go back and take some notes, and um, I think you'll get some gems out of that. Rebecca, any last words before we end the show tonight? You know, the main thing is just be kind to yourself. You know, so many of us are used to showing up for the people that we love, and we forget that we need to charge our own batteries first, and that if we don't have enough energy just to take care of ourselves first, we can't actually show up for everyone else. So do something joyful every day. The self-love thing is super important. Be kind to yourself, have compassion for yourself, and you'll have more to give to others. Uh, if you'd like to schedule a private session with me, my website is RebeccaFisk.com. You know, thank you so, so much to, to all of you for calling in. I love my work, and you give me an opportunity to do it. Garrett, thank you so, so much for being here behind the scenes. Oh, thank I you love so doing much. these shows with you. You are the best. So everybody have, have a great, great week. Yeah. And we do. Yes, we do. Everybody have a great week. And take good care, and uh, we'll see you next Sunday night.